Welcome to Confessions of a Working Writer. I'm Matt Hampton, a working writer here in Charleston, South Carolina, just trying to get by. And you know, this week, I feel depressed and down. My hip's killing me. My body hurts. All those old injuries are piling up. Every last one of them. I'm in a lot of pain. And at least a little bit this week, I felt like a fraud. At least a little bit every week, I feel like a fraud. And it's easy to look at these things and to go, oh, well, you know, that's my hip injury. Oh, that's where I might have overdone it in the gym. Oh, that's from the, the part-time job. That's from lifting boxes. Oh, the depression, that's from this. That's from that, oh, it's imposter syndrome, and to start to subcategorize the tiny little symptoms of the greater problem, of what the writer Stephen Pressfield calls and what I've adopted calling resistance. It's easy, because when we subcategorize, it feels so much better. I do it all the time, shit. It's easy to look and say, I have imposter syndrome there. You know, to self-diagnose all these little things. Because now that we've identified the problem and we've given it a name, now we can look at it. Now the boogeyman has a face. Because resistance is the scariest thing ever. Because it can have any face it wants. It can be imposter syndrome. It can be Netflix. It can be pain in your back or your thigh, your hip, your, your, your fucking arms. It can be a broken neck. Like resistance can be anything. It can be a broken spirit. It can be too much happiness. It can be that new person you're dating that takes all your time to them. It can be all this stuff because resistance has only one goal. Shit, resistance will take your face if it needs to to accomplish that one goal. That one thing that this force, this primal, ancient force older than humanity, something that was birthed way before us, something that just sits in the way, doesn't oppose, but just obstructs creating. That's what resistance wants. It wants to stop you from creating. Actually, correction, it doesn't want to do shit. It doesn't have a mind. It is just a force. It's as sure as a hurricane or a volcano. It doesn't care. It doesn't take it personally that you're looking at it and you're, oh, I've broken down. It doesn't care. It doesn't feel joy when it wins or anger when it loses. It just is. Think about that for a minute. Put down your journaling pen and stop talking about your imposter syndrome for a second and stop talking about the traumas that you suffered and think for a moment about the nature of resistance. This force that wants to stop you or just will stop you. I got to get over saying want. Words matter. They have meaning. I know someone's going, well, it's semantics, Matt. No, I'm a writer. Words fucking matter. 
It doesn't want anything. It just will. The hurricane doesn't want to destroy your house. It just will if that's what's coming. Oh, resistance. Because that's what I'm in the middle of right now. I am in the middle of resistance. I'm not in the middle of depression for no reason. I'm like, I'm in the middle of resistance. Because, and if you disagree with me on my terminology, then find terminology that works for you. Because when you create, when you truly deeply dive into some emotional state to honestly create something, you for a second touch that spirit, that force of creation, which is to touch a force of the divine. And to touch a force of the divine means that you have to have a counteracting force. Look, that's a really poetic way of dressing up the fact. If you need me to put it in scientific logic, then for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. So just as you want to create something wants you not to. The world works in parody. I know, it's not a real hopeful message, is it? Oh, thanks, Matt. Glad your depression kicked to all of us, Matt. Really appreciate it. I was going to get over there and get over the hump, and I was going to go do this thing, but no. What? You had writer's block? Today you felt like a fraud. Tomorrow you might feel better. Six days from now you might still feel like a fraud. Who knows? You're faking it till you make it. You're working. You're pushing. You're trying. It just hurts too damn much. You can't get another rep out. It doesn't matter. It's resistance. Call it whatever you want. This is this is my podcast, and so I'm going to call it what I want. But it's resistance. That's why you can't diagnose the shit away. Look, I used to be the same self-development, personal improvement junkie that so many other people in sales positions are. None of the shit ever seemed to work. You know why? Because resistance can't be beaten. There is the ultimate reality for you, folks. The ultimate sad message of today. You are doomed to lose to resistance. And that doom started the day you were born because the first breath you took was the first breath on the road to your inevitable death. And resistance will be still around, stopping everyone else long after you're gone from this earth. Sad, huh? You look at it and you go, great, Matt, you just cast a giant pirate flag in front of me and said, fuck you, you're never going to do it. I didn't say that. I just said, eventually, you'll stop doing it. You'll have to. Resistance is immortal. You're not. But maybe, maybe you're not thinking about it the right way. You see, maybe for some people, resistance is the crushing blow. Resistance is a list of, of syndromes and psychoses and eccentricities I have that fuck up my day, that get in the way, a series of habits that I can't shake, a series of challenges that just break me to the core. And believe me, I have the same sob story some of you do. It's so easy to get broken. It hurts to work right now. It hurts to sit up sometimes right now because of this hip. My mind doesn't want to write because it just wants me to lay in bed and be smothered by a giant gray cloud forever. 
There's all kinds of shit I could throw out there. Oh, I could shake my fist and get mad at resistance, and I'll do better, and I'll triumph over it, but it would be lying. You might win against it today. I might win against it today. But as sure as the sun rises tomorrow, so too will resistance come to me. And I'll fight it all over again. And as many days as I can win, someday, even without my death, I'll just lose. Someday I'll say fuck it and go for a walk. Someday I'll choose not to get out of bed for a while. And just throw that day out. Then I'll probably, if I'm, my past is any indicator, I'll string a few of those together. Because I can. And I could get mad and shout and raise my fist in the air and go, Resistance is my enemy! But resistance isn't my enemy. No, resistance is not my enemy. Resistance is not a bad guy. It's not wearing a black hat in the corner of the room ready to stop my ride for justice. No, resistance is my memento mori. So the story goes that when triumphant Roman generals would return, the Romans would throw them a triumph. And during the triumph, they would have a great parade and go through the city of Rome all the way to the Senate building, where they would be gifted with laurels and presented with sacrifices and great gifts and the joy of Rome. And they would show off all of their, all of their glorious booty and throw gold and bread to the crowd. And the mob would love them. And they rode in this parade in a chariot in their finest armor with their standard behind them, and one step behind them, a slave, holding a golden laurel over their head. A temporary honor. And as they rode through the streets of Rome, this slave would whisper to them, to look beyond where you are now to the hour of your death and remember you're only a man. We tend to look at pain and we look at all these symptoms of resistance and we go, oh, it's evil. It's the world working against me. It doesn't care about you. It just is. I'm telling you, you're looking at it all wrong. It's the memento mori. It's your reminder that you're just a human being, that the day you were born was the day that you started to die. You have a borrowed amount of time and you don't know what that time is. You have to achieve and accomplish and work in a mystery amount of time and hope that you get it all done. And you have to stay just a little bit stupid because everyone is going to have some brilliant, intelligent analysis of what you're supposed to do. And if you want to do something great, then you have to be a little dumb. Because you have to be dumb enough to stand in the face of a storm, ride the entire thing out, 
and then do it again the next day and the next day and the next day and every day that you want to create until the end of your life. And it's not as simple as those kindergarten admonitions that it can't hurt you. Oh, make no mistake, resistance is very real. It can hurt you. It will hurt you. To create or drive or dig deep or do that thing that you think is great. Because forget what the world thinks is great. They don't know. Your greatness will be decided over time, long after you're dead. Do what you think is great and what you're aiming for. Let a history book judge how awesome you were at it. Because ultimately, that's what's going to decide it. Because every Instagram and Facebook friend and follower you have right now will be dead within a matter of years of your death. And your memory, gone with you. Gone with them. Unless you prove to be someone that truly lights a spark. But here's the real bear of that. You have no control over it. That's up to someone other than you. So do you have the courage? Because I think when we sit there, at least when I do, now this isn't, look, some of you are already starting to personalize this, but understand these things come from what I do. So when I sit down and say, oh shit, I think I'm dealing with imposter syndrome. Oh my God, I'm dealing with my depression. Oh, I'm dealing with this. Oh, I'm dealing with that. That's me taking shelter during the sprinkles that start the fucking storm. Not actually riding it out. That's me hiding and dealing with the smallest part of resistance with the tiny little symptoms that I can put names on because it's easier to say I have imposter syndrome and move forward and pretend somehow that I can make it go away and that it won't come back later the minute it becomes the convenient mask for resistance to wear. Or that my depression won't hit. Or that I won't have stuff go on in my relationship. Good or bad. Because resistance isn't always going to hit you with the negative. Sometimes it's going to hit you with the overwhelmingly positive and happy. I like to think of it as happy hour resistance. Here's some drinks, which leads to here's some food, which leads to here's some Netflix. Which leads to here's a great weekend, which leads to holy shit, I was going to do all this stuff and it never happened. You get one life. It's not a fucking dress rehearsal. So do that what you're going to do. Just be willing to accept that because at some point in time, it's time to pay the check and walk out the fucking door. And if you're not ready to accept that, well, it's too late then. If you haven't done what you needed to do, it's too late. Resistance is always going to wake up to, mag to smack you in the face. Every day is going to hurt. But what are you doing it for? You 
see, when I clear out all the bullshit, when I get away from all the depression or the happiness or the distractions or all the millions and myriad forms and tactics resistance takes and employs, the most effective one is when it starts to whisper in my ear, what are you doing it for? Why? Why bother? Let it go. You don't need to do it. Being a writer is hard. You may never be big. You may never make more than a little bit of money. It'd be so much better to do so many other things. Why are you doing it? Why? I have my own personal memento mori I keep. It's my dog tags from the military. It's because I know what dog tags are used for. They're used for the identification of a body. I don't wear them around to brag of my service. I keep them nearby in a box and I look at them. And I hold them. And I remember their purpose was to identify me when I was overseas if I was to be killed. Especially if I was to be killed in such a way as a visual identification became difficult or impossible. I remember those. And as I hold my memento mori to remember I'm only a man, I hear the voices of everyone who believed in me, whether they're still here or long gone. And whether that long gone is a matter of I just can't find them anymore and they're still breathing or I know that they're gone forever, gone somewhere else to some other adventure and some other story that I hopefully won't have to tell for years, but I have ultimately no control over when I do. I hear the ones that died in accidents and the ones who died in crimes and the ones who died in war and the ones who died by their own hand because the world just got too fucking bad for them. Because the hole just seemed too deep and seemed that they couldn't get out of it and I know that feeling oh so fucking well. I think about the ones that are just gone. They've just vanished somewhere into that thing of life. We've grown apart. It is almost a fate worse than death sometimes. To know you've grown apart from the people that meant something to you. But for whatever reason I hold those dog tags, I hold my personal memento mori and I think And I clear my mind, if I can do it, if I can take the time to clear my mind for a second, I can hear the voices whisper. I can hear a chorus of people from children to the elderly. It starts as a whisper and builds to a thunderous scream in my head telling me to get off of my ass and fucking do something.
because I'm just a man. And one day, it'll come time to pay the check and walk out the door. And there's nothing I can do about that. So what'll I do until that day comes? I'd ask you the same question, knowing that tomorrow or this morning or whenever you're listening to this, that resistance, that storm is already on its way, that you can choose to identify the tiny little parts of it and to dissect it for a day and let it have its way with you for that day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And I hope that maybe one day you can dispel it, but in a reality that I assure you means it will keep coming like an endless cosmic power. What'll you do? Do you dissect it? Or do you stand in front of it and say, no, not today. Today I create something. Today I build something. Today I listen to those voices. I get off my ass and I fucking do something. And you weather every part of that storm for a day. Do that little bit. Do that 20 miles of your 10 million mile march. And sit down and remember that resistance is blowing right past you, the last winds of that storm whispering, I will be back. You're only human. What do you do with that time? Yeah, I hurt. Physically, emotionally, mentally. Yeah. Huh. Every once in a while, I think I'm a fraud. I also know I'm only human. And if I'm going to do all these great things I think I'm going to do, I better get started. Because I don't really know when that timeline ends for me. And neither do you. So put down the pen if all you're going to do is talk about the symptoms of resistance. Get off your ass and do something. I'm Matt Hampton. This is Confessions of a Working Writer. Go do something.